We're stitching for our survival of the planet and um, everyone on it and all the animals. Today we're going to hear about the Stitches for Survival project and talk about craftivism, which is a cross between activism and crafting, a kind of gentle and loving protest. Author of How to Be a Craftivist, Sarah Corbett, says, If we want our world to be a more beautiful, kind and fair place, then shouldn't our activism be more beautiful, kind and fair? Well, I spoke with a group of Portobello craftivists, Kathy Holman, who you just heard, Jane Lewis, who you'll hear next, and Anna-Marta Bergsang, who've conceived and been part of the group organising an enormous project in the run-up to COP26, which is the UN Climate Change Conference of the Parties, to be held in Glasgow. The idea is to create a mile and a half long scarf made out of stitched and knitted panels. So what we asked people to do was to to make a panel that measured 100 centimetres by 60 centimetres. So it was a kind of manageable task. Some people have done one, some panels have been created collaboratively. The project was taken into care homes where people could knit small sections and then they were all joined together. It's also gone international, quite surprisingly. There was a wonderful little video made by some women in the Hex Valley, I think it was in South Africa, displaying their panels and talking about why it was important to them. We thought 1.5 degrees of uh, temperature rising was the Paris Agreement. So Jane was bolder than me. I said 1.5 kilometres and Jane went for 1.5 miles. I distinctly remember that, thinking, oh, that's, that's a lot of scar. On the website that we put together, we set out three aims. One is to keep fossil fuels in the ground, which is totally clear that's what we need to do. We need to stop investing in fossil fuels. The future is in renewables. The second one was about legal protection for the earth and the oceans. And the third one is to change the economic system to establish regenerative and redistributive (laughs) economies. We're so locked into this capitalist economy that it's really hard to actually step away from that. The idea came when we were in lockdown back in March. For me, it felt really important to do what we can around COP26. It feels like a real moment in history with such urgency. And I was personally feeling quite frustrated. For many years, I've been involved as a song leader with political choirs and we weren't able to sing at that point. And whilst we kept singing going online, there was still no prospect of when we might be able to sing together in person at an event. Having been involved in the Wool Against Weapons project many years ago, which was a craftivism project to make a seven-mile pink scarf as a protest against the renewal of Trident. The idea actually came to me while I was gardening out here in our front garden that we could do something similar, but that instead of being pink, blue and green to represent the earth and the oceans and we could involve as many people as possible to create something that would all come together but also that would be used locally as a focus for conversations to really enable local people to get involved, to have a voice, to express solidarity with people in the areas that will be most affected by climate change. We didn't know if we'd get 10 panels or 100 panels or who would be interested or if it would even happen because we thought it might be virtual. 
think the Facebook page was right at the end of March or beginning of April. It was one weekend where I think we had over 400 people joining. Just it, it, it just grew. The idea just seemed to capture people's imagination that they could do this gentle protest in their homes. Well, I've been totally bowled over by the skill and the time that's gone into it with recycled, reused materials. As the lockdown restrictions allowed, people have gathered in their local green, in their churches, and just stitched and talked about climate change and talked about our role, each and every one of us individually, in taking action on climate change, but also reminding the leaders at COP that this is also about a system that has to change. And I think for me, that's the beauty of this, is that it is very personal through all this crafting, but it's also about sending a, a message. People who wouldn't normally, that's what I love. We had some knit and natters online, and you were meeting people who have never done activism before, and these are people who felt strongly about the planet but didn't know what to do about it. Quite early on, it kind of featured on a German crochet podcast. And, I, you know, I, I don't know that any of us even knew the word crochet podcasts. And, and, you know, it's really kind of got out there in the crafting community. And I think it was a really good decision to include stitching, not just knitting and crochet, but also sewing. Some of the stitched pieces are, are really incredible. Can you tell me about any of these panels? Have they got a story? This beautiful, there's a beautiful sea scape with a swimmer which is very portobello um, and this is from an Edinburgh Quaker and it's beautiful because she's used lace to be the tops of the waves. So this is a beautiful knitted piece with a kind of leaf motif running through it knitted in a lovely kind of olive green and this one over here is absolutely stunning it's got two trees knitted using cable stitching I think. The trees stand out as a relief. There's a woven piece here and there's a lovely one at the end here which is patched together. It's a bit like a sampler of lots of different knitted stitches. Not sure where that came from, if somebody was using up lots of bits of wool they had or if it's made out of old garments or, or what it is, but it's a beautiful patchwork of different blues and other colours threading through. We really hoped that there would be sort of local hubs of activity and that has really happened. So there's a sort of network of people who've stepped up to coordinate activity in their local area to then sew up the sections that they've got. There's been an exhibition in New York Minster, in Bristol Cathedral. We took some sections of the scarf to Moss Moran. There's been an amazing use of the scarf around Storm, the giant puppet, um, the mythical sea goddess who's been walking through towns and cities in Scotland and the Stitches for Survival scarf has accompanied Storm. Storm even had a pair of giant knitting needles at one point, which is fabulous. I think that was Veronica through in Ayrshire who organised that. But I'd like to give a shout out for my daughter Anna, who I've dragged gently into this and she's loving it. You know, at 26, she's working so hard all day on Zoom. And then she goes in and does Instagram and Facebook stuff. It's just a happy place to go to that community on Facebook, which is unusual on social media because usually it, you know, it can turn sour quite quickly. But this has just been really, really lovely. And, and people really keen, even if they can't be at COP, they feel that they have contributed. They are sort of there through their panel. Picking up on that conversations online, which are often not helpful. There have been conversations which have been things like, oh, we'll buy you 
a lot of string. I'll order from Amazon or other companies and we've been able to gently say why we, we don't want that. And they've been gentle conversations and listening conversations because that person wanted to help us. They wanted to spend their money on this project. Mm. So it was really nice to be kind and say that's that's great, mm. but can we think of another way to do it? I think that that's something that craftivism does, isn't it? It brings yeah. people in in a disarmed way, which is really nice. I'm just seeing lots of panels here that are all rolled up. <laughs> ready to go. So what is it actually going to look like when you go to Glasgow? They're all being sent at the moment through to a project called Revolve Recycle in Canvas Lang in Glasgow, who've been absolutely fabulous. They have been super excited about receiving all these parcels and opening them and seeing all these bundles of amazing creativity. The plan is on the 6th of November, the day there's going to be a mass rally in Glasgow, to display all of these rolls on the drying green at Glasgow Green. So it'll sort of zigzag around the green rather than... We're not quite sure wrap. exactly. It's not going to be one big <laughs> long or, or wrap yeah. anything up. And have you done the maths? Do you know how many you've got? Does it matter? We really don't actually know. We know there are hundreds and hundreds. I don't think any of us think it really matters, actually. The number and the target is symbolic, whatever we have. It has demonstrated that heartfelt plea from so many different people who have cared enough to put this amount of time and love and creativity into their creations. I suppose it, it won't make any greater impact on COP, whether there's 1,500 or 1,900 or 2,000 or, you know, however many. The time and the effort and the thought and the care and the love that's gone into this. And that's, I think, much more important than actually counting out how many panels do we have on Glasgow Green on the 6th of November. I'm certainly hoping that this has showed both people that have taken part, but also to other people that will see it on Glasgow Green, that you know, there's, there's many, many ways of having your voice heard of taking part in demonstrations, activism. And we need that full spectrum. We need the people that glue themselves to the road, but we also need people who do it through cross-stitch. We need everybody, and we need every form of expression because that amplifies the voice. The Stitches for Survival project has always set out to consider the longer life of both the physical fabric and the community that has been knitted together over this project. I asked the group to unpick the practicalities of that. The panels will be reused mm. afterwards. Mm. This, is not, this is not about you know, that one day in Glasgow. And we have been in contact with loads of charities that would like to have blankets, you know, refuges and homeless shelters and such like. We need to have some Zoom sessions to connect back with people, to get feedback for how that was. Will they continue? Where are we going to exhibit this? And all the people we reach out to, homeless hostels, refugees, mum and baby units, even cops, just the beginning. We've all got lots of work to do, haven't we? If you'd like to find out more about the project, the Facebook group is very lively and full of inspiring images of the panels, and the website is stitchesforsurvival.earth.